Good morning and welcome to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR.com. I'm Claire Sheridan from the Historical Society of Rockland County and today we'll turn our attention to the Friends of Harmony Hall, the not-for-profit volunteer group that works tirelessly to preserve and restore the Jacob Sloat House in Slotesburg. I'll be joined by one of the group's founding members, Peter Bush, who is a direct descendant of Jacob Sloat. The Historical Society of Rockland County is a nonprofit educational institution and principal repository for documents and artifacts relating to Rockland County. Our headquarters are a four-acre site featuring a history museum and the 1832 Jacob Lawvelt House located at 20 Zucker Road in New City. We're listed on the National Register of Historic Places and a designated New York State Path Through History site. Part of our broad and challenging mission is to share the history of Rockland with the public and we rely on support from membership and donations from people just like you. Membership in the Historical Society is growing, and we'd love to count on you to become a member. So visit our website at rocklandhistory.org and click the membership button to join us. Before we begin, I'd like to remind our listeners that this is a call-in show, so please call us if you have a question or a comment. The number here is 845-429-429. 1700 that number again 8454291700 and now I'd like to welcome my guest Peter Bush to Crossroads thank you so much for being here today thanks Claire it's my pleasure grateful to be here so before we begin speaking about the friends of harmony hall tell our listeners a little bit about yourself well I grew up in Slotesburg and I've always had a respect for history my dad is a history teacher and also was a Slot descendant passionate about local and national history and I've been concerned personally for several decades about ongoing urban sprawl in Rockland County and people not knowing about historic sites and open space sites so I'm always interested in having a constructive discussion or collaboration about all of these issues remind everyone where Harmony Hall is located and its importance to the community. Okay, well, a lot of people don't know where it is. It's behind the little strip mall in Slotesburg, the former Jacob Sloat estate. The address is 15 Liberty Rock Road in Slotesburg, zip code 10974 for using your GPS devices. And the importance is quite impressive. To quote Bill Cranger of uh, Historic Preservation, He calls Harmony Hall an extremely important example of mid-19th century domestic architecture in Rockland County that has survived with noticeably high level of physical integrity. And given the importance of Jacob Slow to the development and historical identity of Slotesburg, his role as a local philanthropist, inventor, manufacturer, it's difficult to overstate the local and regional significance of Harmony Hall, end quote. And the house is, as you can attest to as being a supporter is really remarkable. It was called entombed when we first looked at it in 2004. I would say 95% of its architectural attributes from 1848 still survive. It's a really lovely place. It is lovely. You appeared on this program with your dad, Harrison Bush, in 2011. Tell us how Harrison's doing. Harrison is amazing. He is still an incredibly gifted historian with an incredibly keen memory of dates, places, and people. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast today, as the saying goes. He really is that amazing. He's like one of his contemporaries, contemporary uh, people, Gardner Watts, who, you, who we both know. 
He's still active in the community, serving the Historical Society in Slotesburg, uh, offering up ideas for the 90th celebration of the uh, incorporation of the village of Slotesburg. So he's very much active and vital in the community. That's great. Glad to hear it. Since you were on last time, tell us a little bit about the projects that Friends of Harmony Hall has been working on. Um, the most critical issues that we were able to ac- accomplish over the last three years, we uh, three to four years, we have now uh, a rubber membrane roof on the house, so there's no more leaks in the historic footprint of the house, significant interior wall things were done. These are kind of boring to people. However, they're important to move forward. Inside are the exciting uh, eye candy that we accomplished, uh, restoration of the plasterwork in the parlor, installation of two historical chandeliers, which really up the ambiance of the place for different events, and also a handicap accessible bathroom which is beautiful i mean on a humorous note this is a big deal for us small not-for-profit because the original thing we inherited when you went in and washed your hands we only had cold water and when you turned the cold water on the shower would go on so so i am thrilled that thanks to barbara bernson our prior past friends of harmony hall president and a very experienced contractor and in the community it's a magnificent bathroom, and it, it actually helps us with our demographic because a lot of our patrons are elderly, and it just is, you know, it's a great uh, thing that we did through fundraising. That's great. Before we came on the air, you told me a little bit about a fellow who stopped by mm-hmm. your event that you had yes. yesterday. And when you were speaking about the plaster mm-hmm. restoration that you've done, talk a little bit about his experience and how he noticed mm-hmm. that plaster work and how important it is. Yeah, thank you. That That's great. Um, it, it was extremely gratifying. We, ju- we do year-round events, and we actually just produced an event with 12 local artists, which we were producing to highlight the Highlands region, which is a very important part of this preservation and open space dynamic. And I was setting up, and a contractor from New York, retired contractor, walked into the house. And to make a long story short, we had a wonderful uh, conversation. He is retired, 86 years old, had worked at the Metropolitan in New York, and had very deep roots in preservation and with patrons. And his take on the work was that it was exceptionally well done. It's, for those, it was, it's a wet plaster technique that a lot of people don't know how to do anymore. And... It was done uh, in a very wonderful way to restore plaster we had lost through water damage several years ago. And he noticed it immediately. It was very gratifying because a lot of the work done now is not to that standard. As he pointed out, it goes a lot of people would come in and put up fiberglass moldings. And this house has tremendous details, which it wouldn't serve the project. And I think that's important to note because... These are the kinds of things that cause these projects to be so lengthy. Exactly. People don't realize how much time it takes. And, and of course, when you have a setback like this, you know, which we did not anticipate with a broken water pipe during one of the coldest winters a couple of years ago, this was a setback. But we rose to the occasion, and we did more fundraising on a local level through our events, and uh, were able to get this done. 
And it's gratifying because the other part of this is a practical aspect. The acoustics in Harmony Hall are wonderful. We've had music events there, and I've, I even had a, 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 a group of women at a Gardner Watts celebration for I think his 100th birthday, he's 104 now, for his 100th birthday we had a wonderful group of uh, string quartet of female artists. They actually came up unsolicited at the end of the event and raved about the acoustics. So these are very, for a preservationist, these are very gratifying comments to hear about a wonderful house. It really is. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's great. You're listening to WRCR and Crossroads of Rockland History. I'm Claire Sheridan, and I'm speaking with Peter Bush, one of the founding members of Friends of Harmony Hall, and we're discussing the group's primary focus, and that is the preservation and restoration of the Jacob Sloat House in Sloatsburg. Our phone lines are open, so don't hesitate to give us a call if you have any questions or comments. Our number here is 845-429-1700. That number again is 845 845- 429-1700. A few months ago, I had the privilege of interviewing Michael Bruno, who is yes. working on a significant economic development project in Sloatsburg. It seems like the Tuxedo Route 17 corridor is getting noticed as the incredible spot that it really is, uh, especially pe- for people who like the outdoors, right? Oh, absolutely. It's the Michael Bruno project has been incredible, uh, even from the very beginning, in that he restored, saw the possibility in the last uh, four remaining great Victorian homes on Main Street, Slotesburg, one which historically uh, was the original phone exchange when people had party lines in Slotesburg. And uh, he's done a phenomenal job. He has an incredible design taste. And the, uh, I guess irony is not the right word, but as I've told Michael and other people, Slotesburg is experiencing an aesthetic revitalization, an economic revitalization, which it had in the 19th century through the mid-20th century before the New York State Thruway diverted many patrons to hotels in Slotesburg and eating establishments. So Slotesburg is really getting back the identity that Jacob envisioned in the 19th century, and we have photos to speak to this point, how wonderful the Main Street was, and it was well spoken of in the in an Erie Railroad travel guide of the time, talking how wonderfully uh, charming it was to pass through and the different eateries and the different stores. So it's it's a very exciting time, and of course the Department of Transportation is doing an incredible revamp practical revamp of the roadways and everything and sidewalks which is, can make it a walkable destination which is another wonderful thing now in this in preservation a walkable destination yeah walkable is you know a key word right now this is what yeah. people want and yeah. certainly the proximity to the train the really? bus and also it's a, as you're speaking to it's uh, as you know it's direct yeah. access to route uh, to seven lakes drive and we have a very dedicated for decade group of weekend hikers and nature enthusiasts for lack of a better word so there's a real it's going to actually i believe build a wonderful community for new people that having haven't experienced Slotesburg or this area I mean, it really is a fantastic gateway to Harriman. I mean, talk a little bit about the importance of Harriman State Park to the corridor there. Well, Harriman has always been a destination, again, for, for hikers, but also people that 
uh, it almost harkens back to that 19th century sensibility of the painters like Cropsey and Andrew Jackson Downing, the architect and garden designer, who, who realized that industry was really crushing people. And, there, and instead of having the crushing sameness of sprawl and, and industry, people needed to have places to go that would resonate outdoors. And Harriman really, you know, has wonderful things. It has the lakes, it has hiking trails. And I just want to say also that people don't understand that, you know, water is water and land is something that we're not making more of. And and Rockland and Slotesburg and the Ramapo River adjacent to to Slotesburg is an incredibly important aquifer to New York City residents and New Jersey residents. And it actually, in recent studies, has been slightly compromised. So. The more open space land you have adjacent to aquifers, we all need drinking water. I mean, this may be kind of a, a boring topic, but it's an incredibly important topic. And it is all directly related, believe it or not, to historic preservation, open space preservation, and quality of life. Absolutely. All three of those. Harmony Hall does some wonderful programs throughout the year, many of them fundraisers. For example, the the uh, event you had yesterday, which mm-hmm. was a fantastic assortment of art, local artists. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's coming up at Harmony Hall. Okay, we always try to do a diverse number of events, and I do want to speak to three things that are exciting, and I hope people will come out and support. We, we're doing our annual, I believe it's the ninth an- annual Bluegrass Festival. One of our headliners will be Tony Trishka, who is a fairly renowned bluegrass artist, who is back, I believe, now for a third or fourth year, who likes the project. And it's a wonderful time on the Great Lawn. You bring a blanket or chair, something to, you know, something to eat, but there will be food vendors there. There will be very unique crafts there at the site and it's just a very lovely day and it is a suggested donation we we do hope that people will you know chip in the hat as the you know and pass the hat and enthusiastically support the work of harmony hall um one of our other events which is a first for us really in terms of the expertise level uh i'm very excited that new york times writer frequent contributor to the New York Times histor- art historian Eve M. Kahn is coming to Harmony Hall uh, in October, October 14th, from 2 to 4, to do a story to start a series on the forgotten artists of Slotesburg. One of the things people don't, a lot of people I think still dismiss Slotesburg, but before the New York State Thruway, it was kind of like a very artsy colony. And one of the important artists was e- was Edith Varian Cockcroft. Eve is going to be doing a, preserva- a presentation on that. We'll be having pieces that I'm fortunate to have in my family done by the artist and given to my grandparents. So it'll be a very, I think it's going to be an exceptional event because most people don't understand about the connection to that corridor and a a vibrant artist colony. Absolutely, and I think the caliber of Eve Kahn really taking note of this group of artists that are starting to be Mm -hmm. reintroduced to Mm -hmm. the public 
especially women artists, which Absolutely. we know are often overlooked. Absolutely. I think it's it's wonderful. So that'll be a great event. So that's taking place on October 14th? Sunday, October 14th from 2 to 4. You can find details on our website, friendsofharmonyhall.org. It is a fundraiser. We do anticipate a wonderful crowd on that, and it will serve a lot of purposes, but really get Slotsburg on the radar for its uh, forgotten art history. Also, one of the fun events is Halloween, which one of our board members uh, spearheaded, Andrea, and uh, it's a very enjoyable event. That, again, is a fundraiser, but it's uh, a wonderful event for the evening, lots of fun. And then we end the year with one of our very favorite events, or I have to say my favorite event, which is Victorian Holiday, where the house is decked out in Victorian decoration. We have wonderful support of that event. In fact, we get several hundred people from one to five that day that are passing through or come up from south New Jersey, points north. It's a very gratifying event, and it's a lovely way to end the year and kick off the Slotesburg holiday season because, again, there's lots of great things happening in December. Uh, I don't know if people visited Slotesburg last December, but there was a spectacular light display which Michael Bruno set up in the village. It was really magnificent, and it enhanced what was going on at Harmony Hall for the season. What's happening at Valley Rock Inn? That's the mm-hmm. the name of yes, the exactly. of Michael Bruno's project. Certainly does enhance the draw to Slotesburg, which which mm-hmm. is wonderful. It's, it really it, it, has become like a, de- a a lovely little destination place, and uh, with all the charm of places much farther north, but only an hour from New York by bus or train. It's wonderful. Well, historic preservation is something I know you care deeply about. When we talk about revitalization of place, how do you think historic preservation should be included? I personally think that preservation and revitalization are not separate. I really feel they're united in the in the best dynamic and successful economic and cultural revitalization of community is directly linked with historic resource and sites. It gives the community a sense of a, a unique personality, a lifestyle, a flavor, as we've been talking about, that's certainly happening now, hopefully in the in the tuxedo Slotesburg corridor with road improvements and infrastructure and lovely places to go stay and visit. And I think there's a change from when I grew up. You know, the change for Tamals happened in the 70s when I grew up. It basically eviscerated lovely little main streets like Suffern, which had such fabulous unique stores. Everything was different. I still have people in New York that I know of, an older generation, that talk about the Rolling Pin Bakery on Lafayette Street. They call it the pin. Is it still there? You know, I mean, these are the kinds of, these are the lovely, homey, practical infrastructure stores that people love, because it harkens back to a main street that was practical, really. So I think revitalization and preservation are directly linked, and it, it has to be an ongoing discussion and a planning discussion with everyone that lives in a community, from residents to zoning boards to village boards. You and I have had this discussion. It's not a, it's not a one-person dog-and-pony show. It's everyone has to get involved and have their input and bring to the table ways to revitalize these communities and revitalization it's a dynamic word it's not a it's not a passive word it requires everyone to get involved and i frankly think that harmony hall the friends of harmony hall have done a very 
great job of this uh, well over the last 10 years, you know, through ups and downs, and we remain consistently grateful for the town of Ramapo original concept of open space preser preservation in 2006, which permitted Harmony Hall to be purchased by the town of Ramapo, and then the ongoing work of it becomes embraced by groups like ours who do year-round work, fundraising, events, housekeeping, basic things, and also intelligent restoration forward planning. Yeah, and I think uh, that is successful in other areas of the county. Mm -hmm. If you look in Orangetown, for example, yes. the historic houses that are owned by the town of Orangetown, mm -hmm. they're supported by friends groups mm -hmm. that are fundraising continuously mm -hmm. to provide the things that those historic houses need. It, it is a successful partnership that can work. Mm -hmm. For people who've never been to the Jacob mm -hmm. Sloat House, mm -hmm. What was it before? So people might be able to think about, oh, it was, it was that. Well, as I said at the beginning, that most people don't know where it is because after the, after the Sloats, it sold out of the Sloat family very briefly in circa 1908, Henry Ernst Sloat and Jacob's widow moved out of the house. It was owned by Pierre Laurelard's descendant who was, uh, while they were, you know, who, there was still a lot of activity going on in their tuxedo park. A majority of the history of Harmony Hall was that it became very upscale eating establishments and bed and breakfast. The first bed and breakfast in the early 1900s, we had, were blessed to have a lot of archives, including a wonderful New York Times review when it was called the Henry Inn. It was also a beer garden in the 30s. We have wonderful pictures. It served upscale as an upscale eating establishment. And then in 54, it became an elder care facility and up until the time that we got involved, it actually fell into serious decline because basic in basic care of the property uh, was not kept to the standards that a, that a historic house needs. So the process has been bringing it back to the 1848 bones in terms of the architectural significance. And we're very fortunate with that too because there's a term called poor man's overbuilding and preservation, which means that people go in and thank God they didn't tear out windows and the grand staircase and other elements. They put wallboard over them. And one of our late great board members, Noel Jablonski, I still miss her to this day, who was a civil engineer by profession, she understood exactly what was behind the walls. And thanks to her, we have all these wonderful elements revealed. And that really is what makes this, uh, as Bill Crattinger said, who's from the State Historic Preservation Office, it is such a fine example because these early and mm -hmm. original elements still are there and uh, the fact that you all are working on bringing those back to their mm -hmm. original glory is, is really commendable. So we thank you for doing that. And just briefly, speaking to what you said, just to the, the coda to the whole thing, is that you asked about people still don't know where Harmony Hall is because it's behind a little strip mall. When I was a kid, that was all part of the Slot Estate. The fire department would have a wonderful fair on the grounds. So it's hidden, essentially. And because it went through so many incarnations, and then I won't say the name, but it was known as a different family name for 50 years as an elder care facility, which the state closed in 2004 because it was in such terrible condition, quite frankly, that that's why people don't, under, don't know it as Harmony Hall Jacob Sloat House. But it is really the 
extension of the Sloat vision for Sloatsburg because Jacob's brother and descendants built the original homestead, which predates the American Revolution, which is a highly important historic house that Mr. Bellotto resides in. And Harmony Hall is the next generation of sophisticated architecture, quite frankly. The elements are very sophisticated for 1848. Mm, absolutely. No doubt about it. When you think about the Jacob Lavelt House, 1832, a very simple farmhouse compared to just a decade later, uh, you know, the very sophisticated uh, Harmony Hall. So we encourage everybody to try to come out to one of the events at Harmony Hall, whether it's the upcoming Bluegrass Festival or the wonderful talk by Eve Kahn or any of the holiday events, uh, and certainly Halloween. We can't forget mm-hmm. that. That is really a fun event mm-hmm. that you know people are you know always are seeking out fun things to do on Halloween. Is the Halloween event primarily for adults or children or both? I would say it's more for adults, but I, I don't think it, it rules out children. But, but the, the last several years, it's drawn uh, a loyal adult following. Again, it's a fun event, and it establishes, again, that this is a year-round uh, this is a year round site. It's not just a, it's not a museum that's only open at certain hours, which I think d- also distinguishes Harmony Hall from the get-go to other models in the New York State, which Carol Ash, who was the commissioner who saw the house very early on, got immediately. She said, I love the fact that even right now you are planning events and doing things with a vision for year-round participation in the community. Absolutely, and also to welcome the public to watch and observe how it is being transformed over time. Right, because it takes time, as you said, and the outside certainly belies the progress that has has gone on inside, you know. Uh, Anyone that wants to donate to a front veranda for an 1848 house, please do call us and reach out, because that's our next big capital campaign, by the way, uh, is the front veranda, which is a gorgeous element of the house. Yeah, that will be uh, that will be gorgeous mm-hmm. once that's done. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Peter Bush, for being part of Crossroads of Rockland History Thank today. Thank you, Claire. It's always a pleasure to see you. Please remember that everything we talked about, as well as a recording of this broadcast, will be available on our website, rocklandhistory.org. And we hope you'll tune in to the next episode of Crossroads of Rockland History on Monday, September 15th, right after the morning show, when we'll welcome Frank Eberling back to the program. Eberling has a follow-up to his first successful novel, and he'll be on hand to tell us about it. His new book is entitled Low Tour, and just like his earlier book, Demarest Kill, it's full of the people and places of Rockland County. I hope you will tune in. That's Monday, September 15th. And we have exciting exhibitions that will open soon at the Historical Society, Women of the Ramapo Nation and the 125th Anniversary of the Rockland County Bar Association. Both of those exhibitions will open in September. And as always, we have wonderful trips and tours planned as well. So I hope you will go to our website at rocklandhistory.org. That'll tell you how you can be part of all of this exciting, uh, exciting events and programs. You can follow us on Facebook where we have a growing group of friends and fans. You can find us tweeting on Twitter, blogging on Tumblr, and posting on Instagram. And do come visit us in New City. Thanks for listening to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR.com. <laughs>